We're going to be learning in Chidush Rabbeinu Chaim HaLevi, the only piece in Hilchos Avodas Yom HaKippurim, the laws of the service on Yom Kippur. This is Parak Hei Halacha Aleph. And the case that Rab Chaim's analyzing is if the Kohen Gadol does one of the services on Yom Kippur Day out of order, so the Gemara has certain criteria in which case he would have to go back and redo it all in order. The Rambam rules, Kol Avodos Sha'ove Bebig Dei Lovan Bifnim Beheichal. Any service on Yom Kippur which the Kohen Gadol does in the white clothing. So on Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol did some of the service in his regular clothing, which are called the gold clothing, but he had a special outfit, which some of the service on Yom Kippur was done, which was all white. So anything which was done in the white clothing inside the Heichal, so inside the building of the Beis HaMikdash, some of the services were done in the building, some of them were done in the Azara, in the courtyard outside the building. So any of those services which meet those two criteria that they required white clothing in the Heichal building, Tzarech Sosan al HaSeder should be Arnu, they must be done in order. If he does them out of order, it does not count and he has to redo it. And then in Halacha Dalit, the Rambam reiterates this, If he sprinkles the blood of the goat before the blood of the cow, in the sprinkling of the Heichal. So this meets the criteria of a service which is done in the white clothes in the Heichal, but he did it out of order. So he has to go back and sprinkle the goat's blood after sprinkling the cow's blood. So this is an example where if he did it out of order, he did the goat's blood before the cow's blood. Since it's a service which is done in the white clothes in the Heichal, he must do it in order. So he has to redo the sprinkling of the goat's blood after the cow's blood. Now the source for this halacha is in Yuma Samachamed Aleph. The Gemara quotes a brisa, Kol Masa Yom Kippurim Ha'amar Al Haseder. All of the different parts of the service of Yom Kippur Day have to be done in order. Im Hikdi Masa L'Chaveiro Loa Saklum. If he did one of them out of order, then it doesn't count. Amar Rabbi Yehuda Eimasai. Rabbi Yehuda qualifies this halacha, and he says, when does this apply? Bidvar Manasim Ebig Day Lavan Mibifnim. This only refers to services which are done in the white clothes inside of the Heichal. But if it's done in the white clothes outside of the Heichal, so then even though it does need the white clothes, since it could be done in the courtyard, if he does it out of order, it's okay. Rabbi Nechemia is a little more strict and he says, when does this halacha that out of order service doesn't count apply? It applies to any service which requires the white clothes of the Kohen Gadol, whether it's inside the Heichal or outside. So anything that requires white clothes, if he does it out of order, he has to redo it. But anything which was done in the regular golden clothes, so there, if he does it out of order, what he did is okay, and he doesn't have to go back and redo it. So the Gemara says that according to Rabbi Nechemia, everything depended only on whether this avoda required the white clothes. But even if it was done outside of the Heichal, so long as it requires the white clothes, if he does it out of order, he would have to go back and do it in order. And the Gemara earlier on Lamitesimut Beis makes this clear, that according to Rabbi Nechemia, everything depends on the white clothes. So even in the 
Azara, even though he's doing the service in the courtyard, if he does it out of order, he would have to repeat it. And the Gemara on Samech Aleph also makes this clear because the Gemara discusses the case where he picked up the Torah, the incense, before he had slaughtered the cow, so out of order, or he slaughtered the goat before he had sprinkled the blood of the cow, so again, he slaughtered it out of order. So these are services which are done outside of the Heichal in the courtyard. And the Gemara assumes that according to Rabbi Nechemia, certainly it cannot be done out of order. But according to Rabbi Yehuda, it might not matter. So the Gemara says that even according to Rabbi Yehuda, it does matter that those were done out of order because they're necessary for a service which is going to happen in the Heichal. So they're the setup for something which is going to take place in the Heichal. So that's also included as service in the Heichal. So even according to Rabbi Yehuda, something which is done in the Azara, but its purpose is to lead to something which is going to happen in the Heichal, that also has to be done in order. But again, the Gemara is only saying this idea in Rabbi Yehuda, within Rabbi Nechemia, it's clear that those services have to be done in order, even though they're done outside of the Heichal, because since they're done with the white clothes, so everything with white clothes must be done in order, and if it's done out of order, then it has to be redone. So the Rambam who rules that only things which are done in white clothes within the Heichal have to be redone if they're done out of order. And he also quotes the idea that picking up the Torah and slaughtering the goat if they're done out of order have to be redone because they're setups for service which is done in the Heichal. So the Rambam's whole presentation of these halachas indicates that he rules like Rabbi Yehuda, not like Rabbi Nechemia. So that's why only things which are done in the white clothes in the Heichal have to be done in order. But outside of the Heichal, in general, even out of order, it's going to be okay, except for the exceptions that the Rambam lists. So the Rambam seems to be ruling like the approach of Rabbi Yehuda, but with a twist. Rabbi Yehuda just said, Mibifnim, inside. He didn't say explicitly what inside means. The Rambam seems to be defining inside as the Heichal. Anything within the building of the Beisam Mikdash is considered inside for Rabbi Yehuda, which is unlike the way Rashi defines it. Rashi explains that inside, according to Rabbi Yehuda, refers to the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the inner part of the Heichal, the Holy of Holies. So according to Rashi, that's where Rabbi Yehuda holds that the order must be done precisely. But outside of the Kodesh HaKadoshim, even though it's still inside of the Heichal, so in the outer part of the Heichal, according to Rashi's interpretation of Rabbi Yehuda, that's not considered inside. And if he does something out of order, it would be okay. So the Rambam is disagreeing with Rashi's reading and he's interpreting inside as a reference to the entire building of the Heichal, not just the Kodesh HaKadoshim. So the Lecha Mishnah has a question on the Rambam's interpretation of Rabbi Yehuda from the Gemara in Zvachim Daf Mem. The Brisa says that if the Kohen is missing one of the sprinklings, so then he hasn't fulfilled that service and the service doesn't count. And that includes the service of Yom Kippur. So the Gemara says with regards to Yom Kippur, that seems obvious because it says chuka that this is the law. So the Torah is saying that exactly the service as it's described must be done. Otherwise, that service doesn't count. 
So the Gemara answers, we need it according to Rabbi Yehuda, who says that if the service is done out of order, it still counts. So according to him, the word chukah in the Torah is not referring to any of the services which are done outside. So we might have thought that even if the Kohen Gadol totally skipped it, he still fulfills the service. So that's why we need a Pasuk to tell us that if he skips any part of the service, he has not fulfilled the service. But if he does it out of order, then according to Rabbi Yehuda, that would count. Now, this Gemara is talking about the sprinklings, some of which are done in the Heichal outside of the Kodesh HaKodashim. And still, the Gemara says that according to Rabbi Yehuda, if he does it out of order, it would count. So that seems to clearly indicate, like Rashi, that when Rabbi Yehuda said that if it's done inside, Mibifnim, out of order, it doesn't count, that meant specifically the Kodesh HaKodashim. But some of the sprinklings which are done outside of the Kodesh HaKodashim, in the outer part of the Heichal, even if they're out of order, they would still count. Whereas according to the Rambam, who holds that when Rabbi Yehuda said inside, it refers to the whole Heichal, so then all of those sprinklings should have to be in order, and there's no reason the Gemara should apply Rabbi Yehuda to that discussion, because he also agrees that they all have to be in order. So this is the Lecha Mishnah's question from the Gemara in Zvachim, that it seems to limit the view of Rabbi Yehuda that things must be done in order inside only to the Kodesh HaKodashim, the way Rashi interpreted it, not to the entire building of the Heichal, the way the Rambam interpreted it. So Rab Chaim suggests that even according to the Rambam, there is a distinction within the building of the Heichal. So unlike the Lecha Mishnah's interpretation of the Rambam, that the entire building of the Heichal is considered inside according to Rabbi Yehuda, and that is certainly the simple surface reading of the Rambam, but Rab Chaim suggests that even the Rambam agrees that according to Rabbi Yehuda, there's a division within the building of the Heichal. It's just a different division than Rashi. So Rashi holds that the Kodesh HaKodesh is inside outside of the Kodesh HaKodashim is considered outside, whereas the Rambam clearly argues on that because he calls the Heichal inside according to Rabbi Yehuda, not only the Kodesh HaKodashim, but says Rab Chaim, there's another way to differentiate within the Heichal building itself, and that is between the Mizbeach and the inside of the Heichal versus outside of the Mizbeach. So there were two Mizbeachs, one of them was in the courtyard, one of them was in the Heichal, and that Mizbeach, according to Rab Chaim, is a dividing line, according to the Rambam's reading of Rabbi Yehuda, that inside of the Mizbeach was considered Mibifnim, outside of the Mizbeach, even in the building of the Heichal, was considered outside in terms of this halacha. Now, there were two places in the Heichal that the Kohen Gadol would do sprinkling on Yom Kippur. One was on the inner Mizbeach in the Heichal, and the second was on the parochas, the curtains of the Kodesh HaKodashim. So the way Rab Chaim's interpreting the Rambam, the sprinklings on the parochas were considered Mibifnim, they were considered inside, even though according to Rashi, that's considered outside, but according to the Rambam, that's considered inside because it's inside of the Mizbeach of the Heichal. But the other sprinklings on the Mizbeach and the Heichal were considered outside according to Rabbi Yehuda. Now, Rab Chaim says that the Rambam has a pretty good proof for his view from the Gemara in Yuma and of Mem. It quotes a Brisa that par ha-par, that doing the goat blood services out of order is a problem. So if he sprinkles the goat blood before he did the 
cow's blood, that's a problem. But doing the cow's blood services out of order is not a problem. So if he sprinkles the cow's blood before the goat's blood, that's still going to count. So the Gemara wants to understand the second line. When is the case when he can sprinkle the cow's blood before the goat's blood and it's still going to count? So first the Gemara suggests that maybe it's talking about when he sprinkled the cow's blood on the curtain outside of the Kodesh HaKodashim before he sprinkled the goat's blood in the Kodesh HaKodashim and that still counts. So the Gemara says that can't be because the Torah says chuka in that case, that it must all be done in the proper order. So then the Gemara has another suggestion. Then it goes to the final suggestion, which is that he sprinkled the cow's blood on the Mizbeach before he sprinkled the goat's blood on the curtains of the Heichal. And the Brisa follows the view of Rabbi Yehuda that since this is not inside Bifnim services, but rather it's Bachutz outside services, so doing them out of order is not a problem. So that's how the Gemara interprets this Brisa, that it's referring to outside services, and it's Rabbi Yehuda so that's why out of order still counts. So Rab Chaim asks a bit of a technical question that if anyways the Gemara is planning to say that the Brisa is Rabbi Yehuda, so why did it have to leave the first suggestion that he sprinkled the cow's blood on the curtain before he sprinkled the goat's blood in the Kodesh HaKodashim? According to Rabbi Yehuda, that should also count even though it's out of order because according to Rashi, that's Mibachutz. Since the cow's blood is sprinkled sprinkled outside of the Kodesh HaKodashim on the curtains in the Heichal. So that's outside. And according to Rabbi Yehuda, even though it's out of order, it still counts. So why does the Gemara leave that suggestion and go to a different suggestion that it's talking about when the cow's blood was sprinkled on the Mizbeach before the goat's blood on the curtain? Why not remain with the first option that the cow's blood was sprinkled on the curtain before the goat's blood of the Kodesh HaKodashim? But since the cow's blood is being sprinkled outside the Kodesh HaKodashim, according to Rabbi Yehuda, even though it's out of order, it still counts. So Rashi in his commentary answers that since the goat's blood is being sprinkled in the Kodesh HaKodashim, even though the cow's blood is being sprinkled outside on the curtain, but since one of these sprinklings needed to happen in the Kodesh HaKodashim, that's enough to consider this whole situation inside, according to Rabbi Yehuda. And if it's done out of order, then it doesn't count. So Rashi innovates the idea that even though Rabbi Yehuda only requires in order inside the Kodesh HaKodashim, but if even part of the equation needed to be done in the Kodesh HaKodashim, even one of the steps, and the other one was done out of order, that's enough to consider this whole situation like inside the Kodesh HaKodashim services and out of order does not work according to Rabbi Yehuda. But the Rambam does not hold like Rashi in this regard because the Rambam in Halacha Beis writes, say if they slaughter the goat before sprinkling the blood of the cow, it doesn't count because it's out of order. Now, even though the slaughtering of the goat is done outside of the heichal in the courtyard, still that blood is going to be sprinkled in the heichal. So this is a necessary service for inside the heichal service. And as we said earlier, Rabbi Yehuda agrees that anything which sets up a service 
service in the Heichal is considered in the Heichal, and if it's out of order, then it doesn't count. So the Rambam talks about a case where they slaughter the goat in the Azara before the sprinkling of the cow's blood in the Kodesh HaKodashim, and the Rambam says it's not going to count out of order, according to Rabbi Yehuda, but not because one of the steps is being done in the Kodesh HaKodashim. The reason the Rambam says that it doesn't count if it's out of order is because this is a necessary step in order to sprinkle the goat's blood in the Heichal. So since it sets up something which is done inside, so it has the status of an inside service. But the Rambam does not apply Rashi's idea that if even one of the steps needs to be done in the Kodesh HaKodashim, so then doing another step out of order, even if that step is outside, is still not going to count according to Rabbi Yehuda because it came before one of the inside steps. The Rambam does not seem to hold like Rashi in that regard, that even if one of the steps needs to be done inside, it makes this whole situation have the status of an inside service. So that's why according to the Rambam, in the case where he slaughtered the goat before sprinkling the cow's blood in the Kodesh HaKodashim, we view the slaughtering of the goat as an outside service. And technically, according to Rabbi Yehuda, it should be okay, even though it was out of order, except for the Rambam's other idea that since it sets up an inside service, so according to Rabbi Yehuda, if it's done out of order, it's still a problem. But now applying this back to the Gemara in Yuma, where it says that if he sprinkles the cow's blood in the Heichal on the curtain, before he sprinkles the goat's blood in the Kodesh HaKodashim, so the Gemara seems to say that according to Rabbi Yehuda, that wouldn't count because it's out of order. But according to the Rambam, this should be considered an outside service according to Rabbi Yehuda, because the sprinkling of the cow's blood is done outside the Kodesh HaKodashim. Now, even though it's being done before the sprinkling of the goat's blood in the Kodesh HaKodashim, so one of these steps does need to be inside the Kodesh HaKodashim, but according to the Rambam, that's not enough to create a problem according to Rabbi Yehuda, meaning that was Rashi's explanation that since one of the steps is being done in the Kodesh HaKodashim, so doing something out of order beforehand is a problem even according to Rabbi Yehuda, even though that step is done outside because the step it comes before is inside the Kodesh HaKodashim. But the Rambam doesn't hold of that idea. So why should the Rambam hold that according to Rabbi Yehuda in the case where the cow's blood is sprinkled out of order, but it's outside the Kodesh HaKodashim, it's still a problem and it doesn't count. That should be considered outside and according to Rabbi Yehuda, it should be okay. So the answer must be that the Rambam holds that the Heichal even outside of the Kodesh HaKodashim is considered inside. So that's how the Rambam reads the Gemara. It's sprinkling the cow's blood out of order on the curtain, even though it's outside the Kodesh HaKodashim. But since it's in the building of the Heichal, that's still a problem according to Rabbi Yehuda, because there are parts of the Heichal even outside the Kodesh HaKodashim, which are considered inside, and any service which is done out of order is a problem. So that's how the Rambam makes sense of that line in the Gemara, even though he doesn't hold of Rashi's idea. And in the parentheses, Rabbi Chaim mentions that there's a Tosos Yeshanim on the side of the Gemara, which asks this question. So basically, this was a question that the Rishonim dealt with, and Rashi and the Rambam have two different answers. Both of them innovate a new idea within Rabbi Yehuda. According to Rashi, the innovation is that even if one of the steps needs to be done inside, even if the step which was done out of order was done outside, that's still a problem according to Rabbi Yehuda. Whereas according to the Rambam, 
of the innovation is that it's not just a problem in the Kodesh HaKodashim, but there are other parts of the Heichal building which are also a problem. So when Rabbi Yehuda talks about Mibifnim inside, it's not just limited to the Kodesh HaKodashim, it includes other parts of the Heichal building. So now this Gemara reflects Rab Chaim's distinction within the Heichal building according to the Rambam. Because at first the Gemara suggested that the cases where he sprinkled the cow's blood on the parochas before he sprinkled the goat's blood in the Kodesh HaKodashim. And again, the problem there is within the cow's blood itself. So obviously you see that sprinkling on the parochas is considered inside according to Rabbi Yehuda. And the parochas is on the innermost section next to the Kodesh HaKodashim. So that whole area was considered mibifnim according to Rabbi Yehuda. Then the Gemara answers that the actual case is where he sprinkled the cow's blood on the Mizbeach before he sprinkled the goat's blood on the parochas. And according to Rabbi Yehuda, that's not going to be a problem. And again, the question for the Rambam is only whether the sprinkling of the cow's blood is itself inherently considered inside. So you see that sprinkling on the inner Mizbeach, according to Rabbi Yehuda, is not considered inside with regards to this halacha. So this distinction that the Gemara makes between whether he sprinkled the cow's blood on the curtain versus whether he sprinkled it on the inner Mizbeach is exactly where the Rambam got this idea that Rabbi Yehuda holds inside refers to from the Mizbeach and inside. So that includes the Kodesh HaKodashim as well as the Parochas and Outside means from the Mizbeach and out, so that includes even the inner Mizbeach. So that's why the sprinklings on the Mizbeach are not considered inside according to Rabbi Yehuda, and that's what comes out from the Gemara in Yuman Daf Mem and the Gemara in Zvachim Daf Mem. So that answers Alecha Mishnah's question. Now, the Rambam does use the term Heichal, which according to Rab Chaim should not be taken too literally because he's not referring to the entire Heichal, he's only referring to the inner parts of the Heichal, and Rab Chaim points out that the actual language of the Rambam is bifnim baheichal, inside of the heichal. So the simple reading, which the Lacha Mishnah assumes, is that it means inside, and the Rambam is translating inside as the heichal. But Rab Chaim says that the way to translate the phrase is actually inside of the heichal. So the heichal is not the definition of inside, but inside is modifying that it's not the whole heichal, it's just the inner part of the heichal. And according to Rab Chaim's reading, the Rambam in Halacha Dalid makes this more clear because the phrase he uses there is shebeheichal al haparochas. So he doesn't just say that the service is done in the heichal, but he specifies that it's done in the heichal on the parochas. So according to Rab Chaim's reading, that's the Rambam's way of clarifying what he means bifnim baheichal, that it doesn't mean the whole heichal, it just means on the inside of the heichal, which is a reference to the sprinklings which are done on the parochas, but that excludes the sprinklings which are done in the heichal on the mizbeach. Those are considered outside for this halacha, according to Rabbi Yehuda. So if someone does them out of order, it wouldn't be a problem. So when the Gemara in Zvachim Daf Mem talks about that, according to Rabbi Yehuda, even the sprinklings in the heichal, if they're done out of order, would not be a problem. So that could be referring to the sprinklings on the Mizbeach, which even the Rambam agrees that according to Rabbi Yehuda would not be a problem. So this is how Rabbi Chaim interprets the approach of the Rambam. Again, everyone is going to have to hold that there is a distinction even within the Heichal according to Rabbi Yehuda because there's too much evidence from the Gemara to say otherwise. Rashi makes a simple division between the Kodesh HaKodashim versus the outer part of the Heichal, whereas the Rambam clearly disagrees with that because he says that the Heichal is considered 
inside according to Rabbi Yehuda, not just the Kodesh HaKodashim, but according to Rabbi Chaim, even the Rambam has a distinction between the area from the Mizbeach and inward, which is considered inside, so that primarily includes the sprinklings on the parochas, versus from the Mizbeach and outward, which includes the sprinklings on the Mizbeach in the Heichal. So that's all considered outside according to Rabbi Yehuda, and if it's done out of order, it would still count. The flip side of this is that the way they read the Gemaras leads to another debate between Rashi and the Rambam. Rashi holds that if even one of the services needs to be done in the Kodesh HaKodashim and something else is done out of order before it, even if that second thing is an outside service, according to Rabbi Yehuda, it's a problem. Whereas the Rambam does not hold that if either of the services is a Kodesh HaKodashim one, it's going to affect the other one. The Rambam just looks at each of the services on its own. And if this is an outside service, even if it's done out of order before an inside service, according to Rabbi Yehuda, that's still going to count. So this is Rabbi Chaim's way of making sense of the approach of Rashi and the Rambam to interpreting this halacha. And that's how he interprets the language of the Rambam, bifnim baheichal, that it's referring to the inner part of the heichal. Now in the Or Olam edition of Chidush Rabbi Chaim Alevi, so they quote that the later Sfarim, including Rabbi Isra Zalman Meltzer in his commentary on the Rambam, Evna Azal, as well as Rabbi Chatzkal Abramsky in various of his Sfarim Chazon Yechazko. So they raise some points about Rabbi Chaim's analysis in this piece, and we'll go through some of the key points. Rabbi Chaim suggested that according to the Rambam's interpretation of Rabbi Yehuda, what's considered an inside avoda with regards to Yom Kippur is not limited to things which are done inside the Kodesh HaKodashim, but rather the division is the inner Mizbeach. So anything from the inner Mizbeach and out is considered outside. Anything inside of that is considered inside. Now, Rabbi Chatzkal Abramsky noticed a very important Gemara in Yuma, Dafnun Chesam, and Beis, where the Gemara says that in general, when the Kohen would sprinkle on the Parochas throughout the year, so he would stand outside of the Mizbeach and sprinkle on the Parochas. The one exception was on Yom Kippur, when he sprinkled on the Parochas, he would stand inside of the Mizbeach and sprinkle on the Parochas. So this is a very nice support for Rab Chaim's idea that the Mizbeach was a dividing line when it came to Yom Kippur, specifically because the Kohen is standing inside of the Mizbeach when he sprinkles on the Parochas, which was unusual because in general, when he sprinkled on the Parochas, he was standing outside of the Mizbeach. So that reinforces the idea that the Parochas Parochas sprinkling on Yom Kippur was considered an inside avoda because the Kohen was standing inside of the Mizbeach versus sprinkling on the Mizbeach where he was standing outside of the Mizbeach. So the fact that on Yom Kippur alone, the Kohen needed to step inside of the Mizbeach in order to sprinkle on the Parochas reinforces Rab Chaim's suggestion that sprinkling on the Parochas was considered an inside avoda as opposed to sprinkling on the inner Mizbeach, which was considered an outside avoda. Now along these lines, they quote a very nice idea from Rab Moshe Soloveitchik, Rab Chaim's son, that he pointed out when the Torah describes the process of the Kohen sprinkling on the parochas and then turning around to sprinkle on the Mizbeach, it says the Yotza El HaMizbeach, that he should go out to the Mizbeach. And Rashi already picks up that this is a very strange language because he's not going out anywhere. He was standing in the Heichal sprinkling on the parochas and now he's going to continue standing in the Heichal and sprinkle on the Mizbeach. So Rashi in Vayikra 16.18 quotes the Gemara in Yuman Dafnun Ches that we just mentioned that what it refers to is that he's walking from inside of the 
the Mizbeach to outside of the Mizbeach, all within the Heichal and sprinkling on the Mizbeach. But Rabbi Moshe Salavechik pointed out that the language of the Torah very nicely reflects Rabbi Chaim's whole conceptual idea in the Rambam that walking from inside of the inner Mizbeach to outside of the inner Mizbeach switches the nature of the Avoda. It goes from an inside Avoda to an outside Avoda. So that's very nice why the Torah describes it as the Yotza El HaMizbeach, that he should go out towards the Mizbeach, even though he's not leaving the Heichal at all, because conceptually he's changing the type of Avoda he's doing from an inner Avoda to an outer Avoda, so that's called the Yotza. So this is a very nice suggestion about how Rab Chaim's idea is reflected in the very words of the Pasuk itself, how it describes the service in the Beis HaMikdash. Now the one issue with this, and Rab Chatzka Abramsky already noticed this, is that the Rambam nowhere mentions this distinction that he should stand inside of the Mizbeach while he's sprinkling on the parochas on Yom Kippur. So the Rambam does not quote that Gemara in Yuma Nun Ches, and the Minchas Chinoch in Mitzvah Lametes is also bothered by why the Rambam did not record this Gemara. But either way, it might be a little difficult to explain the Rambam based on a Gemara that he never recorded. Now, another point that Rab Chaim suggested in this piece is that the Rambam does not agree with Rashi that if the Avoda which was supposed to go first is an inside Avoda, even if the one which mistakenly went first is an outside Avoda, that would still be a problem according to Rabbi Yehuda. According to Rab Chaim's view of the Rambam, we only look at the wrong Avoda, the one that was done out of place. If that's an outside Avoda, then it's not a problem according to Rabbi Yehuda. And his proof is from the Rambam in Halacha Beis, where the Rambam rules that if the goat is shechted before the cow's blood is sprinkled, that theoretically would have been okay according according to Rebbe Yehuda, even though it's out of order, because shechting the goat is considered an outside avoda, even though sprinkling the cow's blood is an inside avoda. So we don't care about the status of the service which was supposed to come first. We only look at the one which mistakenly came first. And if that's an outside avoda, like in that case, then theoretically it would have worked. Now the Rambam does say that it's a problem, but because of a different theory, that since the shechita leads to sprinkling, Sprinkling, which is an inside avoda. So if it's done out of order, then that would be a problem. But that's how the Rambam understands it differently than Rashi. Now, there is a problem here that Rab Chatzkel Abramsky and Rabbi Sir Zalman both point out, and that is that the Rambam in the next halacha, halacha Gimel, seems to totally contradict this because he says that if the Musaf is done out of order, now that's clearly an outside service. He says if the Musaf is done out of order on Yom Kippur before the inside services, so then it doesn't count. Now, according to Rab Chaim's interpretation of the Rambam, that doesn't seem to make any sense because even though the Musaf was done before an inside service, that doesn't matter the way Rab Chaim interprets the Rambam. We only look at the Musaf itself, and since that's not an inside service, and it also doesn't lead to an inside service, so if it's done out of order, it should not be a problem according to Rabbi Yehuda. So this is a big problem with Rab Chaim's interpretation of the Rambam. And in fact, Rab Meir Simcha, in his commentary on the Rambam, the Orsameach, because of this Rambam in Halacha Gimel, he explicitly writes that the Rambam does hold like Rashi, that if either of the services is an inside one, then it's a problem. And the Orsameach is aware of Reb Chaim's proof from the Rambam in Halacha Beis, but he still comes down on the side that the Rambam agrees with Rashi because of Halacha Gimel. So how does Reb Chaim explain Halacha Gimel if he's going to come down on the other side that the Rambam did
disagrees with Rashi. So the truth is that Rab Chaim has an answer to this, and this is recorded by his son, the Briskarov, in Chidush Emeron Riz HaLevi, on this halacha in the Rambam. And he quotes that his father had a totally different interpretation of halacha gimel in the Rambam, which is that the problem is not that the Musaf was done out of order, which again wouldn't fit with Rab Chaim's whole interpretation of the Rambam, but rather, Rab Chaim interpreted that the issue with doing the Musaf early is because it's Mechusar Zman. That's not the right time for the Musaf. So by doing it before it was supposed to be done, the person is doing it when it's not the time of the Musaf. So that's why it doesn't count. So Rab Chaim basically had an entirely different reading of that halacha in the Rambam. It's not related to this issue of doing the Yom Kippur service out of order, but it's related to the halacha that if a carbon is brought before before its time started, then it doesn't count. Now there's a whole discussion about this because Tosfos seems to say that Mechusar Zman wouldn't apply to the Yom Kippur services. So the Brisker Rav goes through this whole thing. But for our purposes, what's important is that Rab Chaim totally reinterprets Halacha Gimel in the Rambam so that it has no bearing on this issue. And Rab Moshe Sternbach in Moadim Uzmanim Chelek Aleph Simen Ayin Tes so he records this explicitly that he asked the briskerov how Rab Chaim can make sense of Halacha Gimel in the Rambam that the Musaf being early is going to be a problem if Rab Chaim holds that the Rambam disagrees with Rashi. And the briskerov answered him exactly this, that Rab Chaim interprets the Musaf issue as a totally different one, unrelated to it being out of order. So we have a story where the briskerov himself saw that Rab Chaim's new interpretation of Halacha Gimel is going to resolve the question on his analysis in this piece. And Rabbi Sir Zalman, in his discussion of this in the Ebena Azel, so he also suggests a similar approach without knowing that Rab Chaim had already said it. But his formulation is a little different than the way Rab Chaim and the Briskerov say it, especially regarding whether the Rambam and Tosos disagree about this. So that's some of the discussion surrounding how Rab Chaim's going to explain Halacha Gimel. Now it is worth noting in this regard something very interesting. There's a commentary of Rabbeinu Hananel which was not available for most of Jewish history including during Rab Chaim's life, but now it was discovered and much of it was printed. So now it's obviously nice to know how Rabbeinu Hananel interpreted the Gemara, and in many places it's very helpful to see his commentary. But in addition, there's another benefit to having his commentary because the Rambam came from the school of learning of Rabbeinu Hananel. So many times the way the Rambam interpreted a Gemara is the same as Rabbeinu Hananel, and knowing how Rabbeinu Hananel understood it helps shed light on how the Rambam interpreted it. So this is an example of that. The Gemara says that shechting the goat before sprinkling the cow's blood is going to be a problem and it doesn't count. So according to Rashi, that makes sense even according to Rabbi Yehuda because since sprinkling the cow's blood is an inside service, if shechting the goat is done improperly, out of order before that, so that's going to be a problem even according to Rabbi Yehuda. But now in the newly printed commentary of Rabbeinu Hananel, he explicitly says that that's not the problem. And his version of the Gemara explicitly says this. First, the Gemara says that this halacha is not like Rabbi Yehuda because he holds that if you do an outside service out of order, it's not a problem, it still counts. So shechting the goat, which is an outside service, 
service still counts, even if it's out of order. And then the Gemara, according to Rabbeinu Hananel's version, says that no, even according to Rabbi Yehuda, it's a problem because Tzorach Pnimhu. Shechting the goat is needed for the inside service of sprinkling the goat's blood. So this idea of the Rambam in Halacha Beis, that shechting the goat does have the status of an inside service because it's a necessary setup for sprinkling the goat, which is a very new and original idea that the Rambam came up with. But now we see that this was actually written in the versions of the Gemara that the Rambam probably had access to. So this is a very nice support for Rab Chaim's reading of the Rambam that he didn't hold like Rashi's approach. And it's because the Rambam had a different version of the Gemara, which explicitly explained that halacha, not because one of the services is an inside service, but because the slaughtering is necessary in order to do this sprinkling. So that's a little bit of a technical discussion, but it's also interesting to see how Rab Chaim is sometimes able to intuit from the rulings of the Rambam how he interpreted the Gemara. And now that we have access to the commentary of Rabbeinu Hananel, we're able to see that Rab Chaim was right. And sometimes that was even a variant edition of the Gemara, different from our printed editions. And still Rab Chaim was able to work backwards and reconstruct this all. So it's just very interesting to see that on a historical level. Now, two final points which have to do with the technical language of the Rambam. Rab Chaim claims that when the Rambam uses the phrase bifnim baheichal, inside of the heichal, it doesn't mean the whole heichal, it means the inner part of the heichal. Now, Rab Moshe Mordechai Schulzinger and Pline Rabbeinu Agriz, page Shin Yud Ches, so he wrote to Rab Chaim's grandson, Rab David Salavechik, that the Chazon Ish interprets the language of the Rambam, Bifnim Baheichal, in Psulah Mugdoshim, Perak Beis Halacha Yud, and Perak Tes Zayin Halacha Vav, as explicitly including also the inner Mizbeach. So in those two places, the Rambam uses the phrase Bifnim Baheichal, and he's explicitly referring to the inner Mizbeach, whereas according to Rab Chaim, when he uses Bifnim Baheichal in Hilchus he means to exclude the inner Mizbeach. So this seems like a problem because the same phrase in the Rambam is now meaning two different things in two different places. So he quotes that Rabbi David Soloveitchik responded that you have to put together Halacha Aleph and Halacha Dalid, meaning when Rab Chaim said Bifnim Baheichal means the inner part of the Heichal, it's also relying on the language of the Rambam in Halacha Dalid, Shebeheichal Al HaParochas, when the Rambam defines the Heichal as referring to sprinkling on the Parochas. So both of those Halachas are working together, but Rab Chaim's not defining Bifnim Baheichal on its own as the inner part of the Heichal. So that's how Rab David Soloveitchik makes sense of it. Again, it's a little more forced, especially the way Rab Chaim initially seems to say it. It sounds like Bifnim Baheichal on its own could have that meaning. So that's just one uh, technical issue. Now, on the topic of the technical language of the Rambam, so it's also worth mentioning that Rab Isra Zalman suggests a totally different approach from Rab Chaim. And this is, again, based on a technicality of the language. He points out that the Rambam in Hilchus Beis Abchir, Parak Aleph, Halacha Hey, suggests that sometimes the word heichal can refer to the Kodesh HaKodashim. So when the Rambam says the Heichal, he doesn't always refer to the entire building of the Beis HaMikdash, but he might be referring specifically to the Kodesh HaKodashim. So now Rabbi Zalman suggests that maybe the Rambam is not arguing with Rashi at all. When he says the Heichal in these halachas, he's referring specifically to the Kodesh HaKodashim, not outside of the Kodesh HaKodashim in the rest of the Heichal. So that would answer the Lecha Mishnah's question very simply, because the Rambam is not arguing with Rashi. 
Rashi. So that's why when the Gemara in Zvachim says that the sprinkling outside of the Kodesh HaKodashim is considered outside according to Rabbi Yehuda, that makes perfect sense because the Rambam does not disagree with Rashi. So Rabbi Chaim's whole piece was intended to explain how the Rambam could disagree with Rashi and still fit into the Gemaras. According to Rabbi Sir Zalman, the answer is much more technical. In this instance, when the Rambam applies the word Heichal, he's referring to the Kodesh HaKodashim, but he's not arguing with Rashi at all.